0: hola everybody welcome to the unicorn millionaire podcast i'm your host charlie stover i'm a non-binary latinx money coach helping my first gen clients become millionaires i'm a formerly undocumented mexican-american and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world and i'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey i talk about personal finance money mindset Working unicorns rainbows you name it we're here we're queer and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities hey y'all how's it
1: going i'm doing well i am out here in la just wrapping up my last week here i moved here in may after spending seven months traveling solo in Southeast Asia, and yeah, I can't believe I've been in LA for six months, which is double the amount of time that I gave myself to be here, which is wild. And OMG, I'm so proud of myself for for coming here and bringing my cat Luna, who I adopted in Thailand, and I'm. I'm grateful for all the good times I had here. It was really nice to be in queer and Latinx community, see friends consistently, because as a digital nomad, it can be exhausting, that one-way ticket life where you constantly are on the move, meeting new people, saying bye to people, introducing yourself, and my soul just needed to stay put for a few months, and be around the people who I've known before and the online friends who I've known online and I met up with them here in person and it's just been really cool. I did the most Hugo uh, to my time here. I took myself on road trips to Joshua Tree and Yosemite and I'm proud of myself for making it out here without a car. Which was not easy, I will tell you, because L.A. is massive. I've I've lived in lots of different cities, but I feel like L.A., you definitely need a car. Not just to move within the city, but to get out and enjoy the beauty of California. So, I'm actually moving to Puerto Vallarta next week, where I haven't lived. I haven't only been there once about 10 years ago, but it's time for me to go to Mexico. It's starting to get cold out here. And anything that's colder than, like, 60 degrees, I don't fuck with that. At night, I'm shivering under the covers with my cat now. (laughs) And I don't want to be cold. I would rather be sweating than freezing. And the more that I chase the sun and the summer, the less I want to deal with cold. (laughs) The only thing that should be cold in the mornings is my cold brew. Not my body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my life update. And I wanted to share with you for the topic of today is how to grow your mailing list. I wanted to share this because I've grown mine to about 500 people. And I'm sharing this because a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs or they want to become entrepreneurs and I feel like mailing lists are a great way for you, whether you're a new business owner, side hustle owner, or an established business owner. It's a great way for you to market your services and share it with people outside of social media. The downside with doing all of your marketing on social media is that there can be social media outages like that great Facebook outage from two years ago where Facebook and IG was shut down. You can also get blocked or banned. I think something called shadow ban too on social media. And a mailing list is a very intimate way to gain access to somebody's inbox, which, which is a very intimate place. I personally am an inbox zero, and I'm constantly unsubscribing from things. I wish I wasn't like this, because I spend so much time just unsubscribing and unsubscribing. But for me, personally, I just like my life to be clean. I'm minimalist. I don't like clutter. And my inbox is just like that. But there are some mailing lists that I enjoy having. I'm like, ooh, I learned something. Or I love these updates. So... Uh, I wanted to share how I grew mine and how I treat it. I've listened to Allison Carpio. I think she had a podcast, but I don't know if she's publishing episodes anymore because they haven't showed up on my feed. But Allison Carpio was featured, on um, I believe my business coach had Carmen's podcast a while ago and I found out about her and Allison is somebody great to follow who really helped me shift my mindset around so that I could market outside of just Instagram. And and I want to share this because the most important part when it comes to marketing your business is to keep it simple and stick to one social media channel and stick to what works and build relationships with people and solve the problems through your business that are intended for you to solve. I I feel like I have to sneeze. (laughs) It's like when you want to sneeze, pero no te sale. Ay. I don't know, allergies or what? (laughs) This has never happened to me on a podcast. (laughs) Okay, I think it's passing now. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I want to share this because the first year that I hired my business coach and really took my business seriously and started seeing it as a business instead of just a side hustle, it was in 2021. And I made about 45K in sales just in that year. And I was barely building an email list. I didn't have a podcast at the time, but I was showing the fuck up consistently on Instagram, posting, doing Instagram lives and basically reminding people who I am, the transformation that I help my clients achieve, which is basically to feel more empowered with their money and their lives and just put that on repeat and explain it over and over to people because there will be people who come in and out of your, I like to call it the Charlie-verse, or whatever, insert your name and verse, (laughs) that come in and out of it. So that's why I'm always introducing myself and what I do, because you never know who's watching, or who your friend's friend referred you to. So that's why it's always good to remind people who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. So, I'm not saying that a mailing list going to be the end-all be-all and it's going to solve all your problems but I'm really glad that I've taken the work to put an email list together and that I send out email blasts and and I'm glad that I've done that because you do get a lot less instant gratification and feedback in terms of likes and comments because whenever you post on Instagram you get the likes or post on your stories and you can kind of see who has viewed it just to get some kind of data on that but a mailing list you have no idea really what people are thinking about it unless they reply directly to email because you had something so provocative or impactful or controversial to say that people feel the need to reply. But I feel like some people don't even know that they can reply. And I've I've been on mailing lists that like Simone Souls Joyful Marketing mailing list. I was subscribed to it for a time but it got very overwhelming for me. So I stopped, but I did appreciate some of the the blasts that she would send out and the frequency she would send them out to, But I never replied to anything. So just because somebody's not replying doesn't mean that your what you had to say isn't impactful enough. And I just want to keep want you to keep that in mind for yourself. We you don't get the likes like you do on on Instagram. You do if you use a platform like I do, like Mailer Light. You do have access to seeing what is the open rate for me it can be anywhere from 40% to, to 56% to 60% and you do get statistics on like clicks too that but that only gets you so far but I do like seeing them just so that I can see okay what are the posts that not even posts see <laughs> In my brain is just another form of social media but it's not it's a mailing list um. I do log in and I like to, just out of curiosity, see which email blast people have opened the most, which tells me that either the title or the subject just hits the nail on the head. Um, and I like seeing the, the click rates. Usually when I send out offers of, for example, uh, what's it called? SITBank has a high yield savings account, get 5.25% interest, use this link to apply for that. When I send out email blasts like that, those get hella clicks because people want in on those offers and they're for a limited time only. And it benefits them and it helps them grow their money. So that is how I treat my mailing list as just another avenue for me to help my audience reach financial financial independence and retire early. Another way that helps me think about it is treating it like a You're in a group chat or you're in a WhatsApp group. Because I feel like a lot of people think that their newsletter has to be super professional and it needs to have all these colors and photos and links everywhere because those are the types of newsletters that we've been subscribed to in the past that I've seen but those are honestly overwhelming for me. And with things like TikTok, our attention spans are honestly getting even shorter and shorter and shorter. So, doing the most, doing too much in your email list can just end up overwhelming people uh, and hurt you instead of keeping people engaged and clicking on something, giving them a call to action and keeping them simple because people are busy. I think that's something that, a mistake that I made when I first started my mailing list. I thought I had to have pictures of me traveling all over the world and links to resources and all of these things, but... I'm a solo entrepreneur. I don't have a VA. All of my socials I post myself. All of my sales calls I convert myself. I do everything for my business. And I have I've gotten really good at what I do that people are often surprised that I do everything myself. But I'm not going to hire a virtual assistant until I've scaled my business enough, until I make enough cash in order to maximize my solo 401k and then bring on. Help. but at this point I'm happily doing my social media and all the email lists I come up with the topics and I send them out on my own but treating my mailing list of about five, 500 people helps me see it as oh I have a group of friends that want to hear from me what kind of juiciness can I share with them today instead of treating myself as this corporate company that has links and offers and valuable information like no <laughs> it doesn't need to look super professional or clean typos are okay as long as you give your viewers something concrete to walk away from so the way I started my mailing list and how I grew it is something that I want to share with you I started my mailing list in the summer of 2021 And I grew it from an Excel spreadsheet of 30 friends that I had. It was before I even started my business, I remember doing a Facebook post saying, Hey, I'd like to organize a group trip to Tulum where we can stay at this really cool all-inclusive hostel that gives you buffet meals and is really close to the beach. And they go on cenote tours and and bike tours uh, around Tulum, Mexico. Send me your email if you'd like, you'd be interested in joining a retreat. At the time, I had no idea about running a business, and I had no model to follow around this, so at the time, I was big on the credit card points hacking. I didn't really understand investing. I only had my Robo advisor investment accounts, but I didn't know anything really about stocks or anything, so and I assumed that my social media followers or my friends wouldn't want to pay me for a product, which. Now I laugh at that because in three years I've made almost $150,000 in sales as a business owner. And I'm charging my worth and people are paying me for a service that I can deliver. But back then, 2019, Charlie didn't know anything about this-ish. So I offered to plan a whole trip for free for people so they could come learn about financial independence and come out to hang out with me in Mexico. And it would be free, but let me pay with it with your credit card so that I get the points. (laughs) Needless to say that was not a sustainable plan. I did not end up executing it but I kept that Excel spreadsheet of people from my network who were interested in, in that and it had about 30 people on it. So I was like hmm let me just add these 30 people, mostly my friends from college, to my mailing list and bam, I opened my MailerLite account and I already had 30 people who were interested in hearing from me in traveling and financial independence, which is my jam. So that's where it started. You all have to start somewhere, but you have to tell people that you have a mailing list and you have to remind people. Whether it's just letting them know, hey, I have a mailing list, click this link to subscribe to it which MailerLite allows you to come up with a little website where people can click on the link and then enter their email and they're subscribed or just ask people to send them your email and you add it manually. So I did a bit of both to that but you have to start somewhere with it and that's just an easy way to get started. It's just letting people know you have a mailing list and What's in it for them in order for them to give you something as personal as their email instead of just asking them to like your Facebook page or follow you on Instagram or find you on LinkedIn. A mailing list is a lot more intimate and gives them access to something that they will, are guaranteed to get. Because when you check social media, you might not see that post. You might not see that, but they're guaranteed to get an email from you which I think is very valuable to, to have that. So I recommend MailerLite. I've heard not so great things about MailChimp. I like MailerLite because it was free for the first 500 or so subscribers. And what I like about that is that you can create a, like a template. And I like to keep templates super simple. You don't need all the bells and whistles. It can be as basic as just like having your business name at the bottom you want to have that subscribe link at the bottom too. And the one thing I keep consistently within my emails is just the the call to action button at the bottom. At the end of all my emails, I remind people to book a call to learn more about one-on-one coaching with me. That's always a call to action that I have at the bottom because that is how I generate revenue for my business. That's the, the main way I re- generate revenue for my business aside from doing workshops, and doing sponsorships with other companies, and ads, and things like that, so that is what keeps my business afloat, that call to action button, and signing my one-on-one clients to work with me, and the great thing about having these, the templates through MailerLite is that you don't have to start building an email from scratch, because that would be exhausting, I always just Send out an email and the latest one, I'll just make a copy of it and then change what's what's in that email. So MailerLite helps me keep it simple. And no, they're not sponsoring me, but if you want to sponsor me, MailerLite, what's up? <laughs> this has been an organic ad for you. <laughs> and I will say that another thing that I've learned as I grew my mailing list to 500 people is that you can post as often as you want which for me I was like what but I think the best recipe for success is posting three times a week and that's it because you don't want to annoy people or overwhelm them but you still want to remind them that you're there and that thinking isn't in service of your clients or the problem you're trying to solve so you can toss that idea out the freaking window you can post as often as you want you can send out five email blasts in a day I honestly had to train myself to believe that people wanted to hear from me as often as possible and that, that they're mostly not inbox zero type people like me. I've seen people with tens of thousands of unopened or unread emails and those are the types of people that I'm like, okay, they won't mind if I send out my second or third email blast of the day. People are busy and they want and love reminders. So that has been a big mindset shift for me as a business owner who I used to feel very worried about. Oh, I don't want to bug people or remind them. They all know I'm a money coach. And it's like, no, they, people need reminders and they're busy. And if you're not selling your product, you're doing people a disservice because you're not letting them know how you can help them. Or what product they'd want to buy from you that will bring them joy or make their lives easier. Whatever it is that you sell, whether it's jewelry or coaching. So you can send out an email blast as often as you want. Which leads me to my next point. Don't sweat the unsubscribes. At one point, I have about I had about 523 people on my mailing list. As of today, I have about 498 subscribers, which is, I still see it as 500 because every few days people are subscribing or they're unsubscribing and I've learned not to sweat it. When I first used to see unsubscribes, I used to click on them and I was like, oh my god, who did this? How dare they? And i get really bad hurt when it was my friends. I was like, well, I guess you're not my friend then. <laughs> that is so not true. Who am I to judge people for unsubscribing when I'm at inbox zero? I'm the king of that, and I'm constantly unsubscribing, and I don't care if they're my friends or not. I just want to have my inbox clean. So don't focus on the unsubscribes. In fact, I think unsubscribes are a good thing because they're a natural sign that your mailing list is growing, and if you're a pretty opinionated, polarizing person like me, not everybody is going to be gravitated toward you anyway and they're just seeing themselves out the door. I just see it, my mailing list is like a big party where people are are twerking, they're learning about money, they're enriching their lives, they're gonna retire early. But then some people join the party and they just decide to go home because they're tired, because they're sleepy for whatever reason, and I don't make it a problem. And I've learned that, just like last month, I got 28 unsubscribes, but about 500 people chose to stay. And that mindset shift has been very important for me to focus on who's staying versus who's leaving because who's leaving is just a fraction of a percentage of who's actually staying and wants to hear from me. So I hope that that mindset shift happens within you because it's going to make your life a lot easier and just in general as a business owner. Of course, it's going to be the haters and the people you thought you were your your friends who thought they would be supportive of your business and then they say some triggering ass shit like oh my god I can't believe you charge that much or why don't you give me a discount or friends and family and give this to me for free but it's like corporations are not giving a friends and family discount you're not a nonprofit. you're a business and you deserve to sustain yourself and you deserve to not just survive on here but you also deserve to thrive and so if that's what I want to say to you if you find yourself focusing on the haters which I, I've been there done that but it just brings you down and it's useless to to talk because when you think about the haters you start talking to them and why the fuck would you market to people or talk to people in your marketing who don't even want to buy from you in the first place no so I've learned that whenever I market I am envisioning and I'm visualizing my clients and I'm visualizing those people who are out there who I know that out of a list of 500 people at least 10 of them are about to work with me and they just need to hear one more right thing or they just need to know that what I'm offering is for them. So I get people DMing me all the time basically asking for permission to even book a call to work with me because I've had people be like, well, I'm white. So I don't know if you work with white people. And it's like, I'm Latinx, but I'm white. So let's get down to business and work together. I've had things like that happen, but I don't take it personally. I'm not like, oh my God, how can people think this? It's my job as a business owner to answer people's questions and foresee what kind of hesitations they might have about working with me through my mailing list or through my Instagram, which is where I predominantly show up outside the mailing list. So don't sweat the subscribes and keep, keep your mailing list simple. I like, I, as somebody who is losing my eyesight more and more, who is, what's it called, nearsighted, I appreciate big ass fonts. I recently just took my font on my mailing list from like a 12 to this weird-ass dark gray that I thought I couldn't change, but then I just went in and changed it to the blackety-black font size 16, and I was like, okay, if I were on my mailing list, I would want to read this. It's so much easier on the eyes. So that is something that I would suggest. Bigger font is better than a tiny-ass font, and you don't need a lot of fancy-ass pictures or anything. Whenever I do my mailing list, I'll just put one picture at most and it's just like a social media post that I'll do or if I feel like putting a personal picture, I might in there. But if you're part of my mailing list, you know that I like to keep it simple. Have a story, an image, and then a call to action. And I don't like bombarding my mailing list followers with hella links. I like to just keep it to the point. And give a simple call to action so that people know what's in it for them. And one of the last things I'll share with you about how I grew my mailing list was through webinars. That was a game changer for for me. And whenever I do a webinar, that is when I see a spike in email list registrants too. So in order for people to sign up for a webinar, you just take their email and add that to your mailing list. So... Um, I use what's called Zapier and whenever I have like a webinar coming up, I'll use Calendly and then Zapier helps you connect. Okay, if somebody signs up with your email on Calendly, Zapier helps you add them automatically to your mailing list. So that's been a really easy way for me to grow that. I also host replays of all my webinars on my Podia site which is separate from my, my main blog is unicornmillionaire.com, but my Podia website is where I host the replays of all my investing classes. That's at travelercharlie.com. And so whenever people want to watch the replay, it'll ask them if they want to subscribe to my emails because it'll take their email for that. And then those folks get added to my mailing list too. So I try to make it as streamlined and as simple for people and for myself to grow my mailing list. The webinars are a really great way because you get people who want to sign up to hear you talk about whatever topic it is. And once they're on there, I can start sending them reminders. Even though I use Calendly to to schedule events or calls with people, Calendly is a great way if you're just starting as a coach instead of asking people, well, what time works for you to meet? No, send them a Calendly link that syncs with your calendar calendar, and they pick a time according to the time that they're free and Calendly can generate reminders for people and it automatically comes up with a Zoom link. So that's, that's another great no-brainer software to invest in as a business owner to grow your business too. If I didn't spend about 120 bucks on Calendly a year, then I would not have been able to grow my business to 150 thousand dollars in three years. So it's all about treating these as investments that will help you grow financially, instead of just seeing it as a cost and always trying to get the free version and the free this and that. Because part of if you want to if you want to make money, you've got to spend money. You've got to invest money, and this year, I'm actually paying for the paid version of MailerLite, which is still pretty affordable for the amount of emails that I am able to send out and the way it lets me talk about my business and grow my business and market it without worrying about another social media outage or getting blocked or banned or, or whatever because Instagram doesn't like my transness online or because I'm talking about immigrants or things like that. So the algorithms, they algorithming? So, mailing list helps overcome that. Whatever these big white men social media platforms don't want you to talk about, and you can still talk about it on a mailing list. (laughs) So, yeah. Webinars have been the easiest way for me to grow my mailing list outside of reminding people, hey, join my mailing list. Share the link to join with a friend, too. Forward this email to a friend so that they can get in on the offers or reminders or invites to webinars that I'm hosting. So that's how I've grown my mailing list to 500 and the why and the how and I want to share the future vision for it. So this is my, my long-term why is to when and if I do write a book or I'm on a show or have something that I want my community to know about. It'll be even easier for me to let people know. Hey, read this book or catch me on this show or or whatever publication I'm in. It can let people know, let those five hundred people know to get in on the book. It's all about building a community and creating a community when you're a business owner that's just part of growing your business if you really want to leave an impact I've not only helped my one-on-one clients but I've also created and built a community of people who might not be able to join my coaching yet but they still show up to my webinars I've had some, multiple people the same people show up to a lot of my webinars so I'm building and growing a community so when I write a book and have that launched I'll already have at least 500 people who want to buy the book or share the book or add it to their book clubs. So that's the future vision of having a mailing list. So that's that. I hope this episode has been useful for you at whatever stage of entrepreneurship you're at, even if you're thinking about it. That is how I grew my mailing list and the mindset shifts that have been important for me to have to keep the ball rolling not get stuck and to just keep dropping gems on gems on gems of financial knowledge into people's hearts. Whether that's through my webinars or stories that I share on my mailing list. And yeah, if you're not on my mailing list, I invite you to join it. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that so that you can start... Getting examples of how I roll, how I treat my mailing list. Because it might be different from other mailing lists that you've joined. Because it's pretty simple and minimalistic. Minimalistic. That sounds like I said minimalistic. <laughs> it's not. I just have pictures of my cat on there. <laughs> so if you're an entrepreneur or just if you want help on your money journey. If you're interested in early retirement but you feel scared talking about money or navigating your money and you're not sure about how this whole investing thing work works, but you want to get started investing for retirement, saving for your future while being intentional with your money today, I invite you to join my six-month money coaching program. I work with folks of all different financial levels, About half my clients are entrepreneurs and the other half are not but everybody who works with me at least is excited about the idea of starting a business but everybody's goals are different but I love helping my clients just feel better in their bodies regulating their nervous systems while also buying stock and not having it be as scary as people think it is because it can be really simple, a whole investing game is and I love helping my clients save money when it comes to investments. I helped a client a few weeks ago sell out of $129,000 in overpriced stocks that she was investing in and she didn't even know that they were overpriced. So we sold out of that and bought into cheaper stocks that does the same thing for her. So she's gonna save tens of thousands of dollars just in that account over time. So if you've been wanting to work with me, I invite you to book a call at the link here in the show notes that I'll put up there. The call is free and it's for you to, to chat with me about what your goals are and for you to decide if you want to work together over the course of the six months. So if you're interested in that, I'd love to chat and meet with you and help you crush your goals and crush those goals in overdrive. One of my clients, Nora, told me that I helped her achieve the financial goals that would have taken her two years to achieve, that I helped her achieve them in six months. Like opening up her Roth IRA, and she's only 25. And she helped her her family members open those retirement accounts too. So I love the ripple effect of wealth that I help my clients build. And we're just getting started. So exciting. But what's really exciting is seeing... The long-term growth. Like I just realized that I helped a client go from having a thousand dollars in retirement savings in her early 30s to sixty thousand dollars in retirement savings in just three years. Y como les digo, we're just getting started. So that's the power of compound interest when it comes to investing. And last thing, if you love this podcast episode, Feel free to tag me on your stories on Instagram. Share this episode with your loved ones and let me know what you think about this episode. Please review if you're listening on Spotify. Leave me a five-star review there. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, written reviews are definitely appreciated. And I just love hearing from you and I'm excited for you to to grow that mailing list and build wealth and retire early. I'm here to support you in all your goals. All right. Have a great day. Bye.
0: The information contained in the unicorn millionaire podcast is provided for general informational use only your purchase, download and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship. The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax-certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information, products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.